Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. to a very special edition of Believe in Badgers and Camp Randall Platoon on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oak Ridge Wealth Management. I'm Matt Perkins, joined, as always, by Badger legend, the Hebrew hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we doing <laughs> hey, today? Oh. I mean, man, it, every day in this podcast is a holiday, but I'm not a legend in this group, <laughs> which is really nice. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Listen, I had to pay my best friend from high school to put that that uh, question up about who's the best fullback and Bernie the best fullback. So, listen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we, we appreciate you guys having us on. We obviously, you know, me and Soldier been on you guys' show. Warren has been on there yet, but it's always good to chop it up. Obviously, rough year for us as you know, fans, you know, former Badgers. But all in all, it's going to take time. That's 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 the big thing about change. It's not going to all happen so fast. So I think that's what people got to learn a little bit of patience. <laughs> it's hard too, right? Like we, we've hard. been saying it, trust the process, but man, I think we just so used to win, especially our group. Like, you know, us playing, we so used to winning, man. It's, it's, it's looking a little different right now, but you know, we just got to trust the process. It'll come along for, for sure. sure. For sure. But even, even losing, you do it in a different, I just feel like we do it in a different way. Yeah. I'm really sour after Indiana, so I'm going to try not to go deep. Yeah. That, <laughs> Dub, tell me I'm wrong, but Indiana was terrible. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. They're, they're bad. We just yeah. played hard. We played down to the, listen, I was there in 03. We lost there. I was there. But I feel like we just did it in a different way. Like we were, yeah. Before we do, want to remind the good folks listening and tuning in wherever they are, that we are presented by betonline.ag, where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Bet Online, where the game starts. We do, we, 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 didn't, play, we didn't play our brand of football. Obviously, there's a different, you know, it's a different style, but. 
we lost that game. Yeah. It wasn't like Indiana did anything crazy to beat us. Like when you beat yourself and you know that you lost the game because you couldn't score or because you couldn't get the stops and things like that. Like that's what makes it hurt worse, especially against a team. No offense, Indiana won the game, things like that. But for something like that, knowing what we've been and what we can do, I mean, that's that's the part that hurts the most. Yeah, it was tough to watch, honestly, just, just sitting there watching the game. You know, they jumped out early. They jumped out early last week. You know, offensively, they had they played with a lead against Penn State and all that stuff. But for us, I thought, you know, we've been a second-half team all year long. You just figured at some point, you know, that, that first drive of the second half, we went out and scored, then you know, that was it. So I, you just waiting for, for a little bit more from the team, just hoping somebody right. was going to step up and, you know, maybe take – take charge and it just never really happened. I know we have a bunch of injuries and all that, which is it's just definitely a factor. Some young guys stepping in, you know, having to play a little bit more of a major role. Just in that situation, you just would hope, you know, guys would just try and capitalize on that opportunity. And there's no offense to Indiana. They always have athletes that are not typically a good football team. I know they were solid a few years ago, but if you give a team like that life and you let them play from ahead, you know, fourth quarter and it's, a, yeah, it's like a one-score game, that's what well, they, they also want. had one guy on the defense from yeah, last year. They yeah. had, they're all new yeah. dudes. So yeah, once those new. guys start gelling, they might be much better, but they're not there yet. At least I don't yeah. think they were. No. Right. I don't want to hate on Indiana so hard because we just played a, a, a very soft game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was telling Matt this in Sweet Feed. You, I think you can understand this. We are with our third and fourth string tailback. Yeah. One of them's a fullback, yeah. right? Like, I love him, but he's a tackle to tackle dude. Yeah. And we're throwing swing For passes sure. to him. Yeah. Yeah. And like big time possessions. I, listen, yes, we have injuries, but like if I'm a coach sitting there, I'm like, hey, Yakimel, you're a little bit faster. Like you're good in space. You're our best option. And I, if actors can catch, yeah. Matt Perkins, you obviously are making faces. <laughs> I'm not, no, 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 I'm not making faces at all. I think that. You know, one of the things that we discussed, Bernie, on Monday morning fullback this week was the fact that instead of giving the ball to Aker and Yakima like they are, you would think they would find some new ways, some different ways to get the ball in the hands of guys like Will Pauling and Bryson Green, who was yeah. outstanding mm-hmm. in the game against Illinois, one of the few bright spots for the offense. And even then, he didn't really get the ball in the second half, which was right. – quite surprising. You also don't get first down, so you can't you yeah. can't do much when you don't you're not on the field. Yeah. yeah. The, the swing screen was definitely overused that, that entire game. It probably ran like 10 times and wasn't really getting us many yards. And for the guys that we have, you know, Aker or Acker, how he's pronounced his last name, like that's not a great play for him. If it's blocked up perfectly, yes. But if there's any sort of traffic, he's not the type of guy to, you know, set up blocks, make guys miss in space. But I thought, I thought Yacomelli, I thought he did a as the game went on, he started to get in a little bit of a groove and he had to fumble, of course, but he was starting to get in the rhythm. He seemed like more of the guy and it seemed like you know, the offensive coordinator started to kind of realize that as the game went on, he was a little bit better for at least, you know, that game. So it was kind of cool to see that in that moment. I know he fumbled, which is tough, you know, kind of your first time playing some major snaps. It's definitely hard to put the ball on the ground, but I did like what I saw from him as the game progressed. So we're going to get into the Indiana game here a little bit more uh, in the micro, uh, get out to some of the bigger picture issues the Badger are having. Plus, we have some of your mailbag questions, which we appreciate everyone uh, sending into us. We'll get to those in a minute. But like I said, I want to start here with this 
Indiana game. And we talked about some of the, you know, the batters have played down to competition, but I guess I want to start with, with James. Like, what do you think was like the single worst part about it? What was the, like the biggest red flag? Um, For me is I kind of talked about a little bit earlier, just the second half. You know, obviously you're up for an Ohio state game. You're playing whatever number three team in the country, number one team in the country, whatever it was at the time, the stage is set. You're going to be amped up for that one. So we talked about on our pod, there's a good chance they're going to come into this game a little bit flat, you know, not a, a big atmosphere, not a packed house. You know, Indiana, they're just searching for a win. They're not playing for anything. So they're going to take advantage of that early on the football game. The disappointing thing for me was just in the second half, I was expecting us to flip a switch and be like, okay, like, look, they got us in the first half. You know, defense stepped it up. Offense, we scored on the first drive. But then, you know, there's nothing more from that. And like I said, it's just – I don't know who's like the – the leader on the offense right now, you're missing your best back. You're missing your starting quarterback. So uh, who's the guy that's going to take charge of that? This like, we don't know. I mean, Will Pauling, he's, he's a new guy there. I mean, he's been making plays, but yeah, when you're missing your top guys in the huddle, kind of get everybody straight. Now I think that's a, a big part of it too. For sure. That's a great point. I, I mean, DK's hurt. So like pretty much all their guys are, are uh, uh, so that's a great point. I'll just jump in because uh, my my biggest and I think all of us could understand is we were, were we didn't do four quarters we didn't play four quarters and when when the game was on the line and we were like had to make something happen we literally went backwards we yeah. got penalties um, we got sacks like we just not it's just not playing like the mental football like Wisconsin no matter if it's a grinded out you know power right power left counter it, no matter what the play calling is it's just seems like we're just not physically or mentally there to to take that next step. And that's disappointing to me. I, you know, I I just thought we'd be more competitive when the when the, the heat is on, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And you made a good point. Like, I think two things from what you just said. Like, one, you said we didn't play a four-quarter game, which we haven't done that yet. Like, this was a week for us to be able to put together a four-quarter game. Playing against, you know, an Indiana team that isn't as good this year, you know, like that was your opportunity to, put together four quarters of solid football, get a win, get out. And we weren't able to do that. And then on the flip side of that, you know, we talked about the key injuries that we've had. Like I think of my, my time at Wisconsin, you know, having that next man up mentality. Like we talked, you know, some of uh, me, Sojourn and James talked about this, you know, a couple of days ago. It's just like, where are the young guys at that are chomping at the bit to have their opportunity? You know, we've always been able to have a guy step up that you probably didn't hear about or you hadn't seen play. Now finally get some time. Now you're going against Indiana. Like this is your opportunity to make some waves and either set yourself up for the following week or next year. You know, people know your name. Coaches know you. They can. They know you can play like this is your opportunity as a guy that. Is filling in for a star, you know, for a star player, for one of your key players. So those are the two things that I think just really stuck out was we have yet to put together a fourth quarter game. Obviously, you'd hope to do that early in the year, but this was one of our opportunities. And then for two, having guys step up, you know, that next man up mentality showing like, I want this. Uh, and we just hadn't seen it. We just didn't see it. I think I, for me, I think it's just having a meaningful passing game. Right. And, you know, um, the stat we talked about it right the stats did the like our our stats as far as the passing it it doesn't match up like we we did throw the ball well but when you get in certain situations like third you know third and you know mid and then even us going for um three times on on fourth down right and you know a quarterback just missing you know some of those passes that he should make 
having a meaningful passing game is what is going to get you through, you know, some of those rough patches, right? Especially with our two our two star running backs being down. Um, guys in a pass game have to step up. And I think that's just kind of been like a dark cloud over our, our whole season this year, right? Like switching over to an air raid offense, right? So we're, I think as fans and then us as former players, we're, we're trying to, we're, we've been looking for this passing game that comes with the air raid offense and it just hasn't, it hasn't been there. So I think moving forward, that is going to be something that is extremely important that we have to, I guess, get up to speed to the terms that I think everybody is looking for, which is the air raid offense. So, Jeremy, what do you think the biggest reason that the passing game just hasn't been there so far? Like, I think a lot of people feel, yeah, there might have been some hurdles getting there, but it's been worse than most people expected. They're 88th in scoring offense in the country. Like, that's not that's not good. It's, it's so tough to say because, you know, we talked about it, right? Like, we have the guys to do it. If we want to talk about a, a receiver group, this is the deepest I think we've been since you know Q and you know KP and um AJ Taylor like we this is the deepest we so we have the weapons you know I just I don't know I I don't know if maybe just the rhythm now is thrown off just because Tanner has been gone but I mean it, it wasn't up to it wasn't up to speed when Tanner was in there so I just think I, for me I just think play calling and, and knowing your guys and knowing what their strengths are and putting them in the you know the position to you know, play to their strengths and make plays, you know, I mean, we have guys that can stretch the field. We have, you know, Will is, Will is, is, is getting open in intermediate routes and, you know, being a, a, a key third down target, but then obviously DK being hurt this week, but he's somebody that, you know, I felt like he should have been, he should have been receiving way more targets and, and getting him into that rhythm and trying to get him open because he's a playmaker. Like, you know, we've seen it firsthand in, in the Ohio State game just on the on the punt return that he was able to, you know, catch, make some guys miss and get up the field. So when you have guys like that, you got to you got to figure it out and, and put them in position, you know, to be successful. And I just think not saying that, you know, the guys haven't been getting open because there has been some, you know, tight windows. But so it's, it's, it works on both ends. Right. Like guys got to be able to make plays and, and finish those those catches and. Um, also just on a coaching aspect, we, we got to be able to, you know, scheme it up and, and, and draw those guys, you know, routes and, and plays for them to get open. Yeah. I, I second that. I just think the receiving core has done like a decent job at times or quarterbacks have done a decent job at times. It's each person, you know, takes their chance at making a mistake. Offensively, you can't do that. It can't be, you know, third and five, nobody gets open next third and five, the quarterback, you know, has a misread or overthrow or third and five left tackle misses their block. You're never going to get in the rhythm on offense and everybody's going to keep taking their turn, making a, making a mistake. And I think that's what's been the offense Achilles heel all year long. And especially the turnovers too. That's been a huge issue. It's been a turnover every game except for one. I just think that sometimes I feel like we've rotated a lot of guys and we have a lot of depth. They've rotated a lot of guys in there. Maybe it's just Sticking with, you know, your three key guys, where Will Paul and Bryson Green and Chimray DK, letting those guys roll, you know, spell them every now and then. But maybe there's too much rotation and the quarterback doesn't have a, a good feel for, you know, all those guys or a good trust within all those guys on the field. Sometimes you rotate in six guys. You don't know exactly what, where or what a person's going to do on a third down situation. Because at times, like I said, we've had opportunities early in the year. I feel like Early in the year, if we hit some of those opportunities, like Skylar Bell had a couple drops or, you know, Will maybe had a drop. If you if you hit those plays, then we're probably looking at the offense 
maybe possibly a, a little bit differently because those first few games in the season, we had like a 60-yard touchdown we dropped or like a 50-yard big play that we dropped in. I feel like once you lose some of that confidence in that situation, it just starts to carry over, and especially for Skyler. I think he's a he's a talented dude. I know me, Soj Warren, we talked about him, you know, during training camp. You see some of the highlights. He has he has the size, he has the speed, he just has mm-hmm. to catch the football. And like the early drops in the season, it seems like it's kind of haunting him a little bit, kind of gets in your head once you once you start dropping him. And I, I've been there, you know, we've all been there. When once you start making a mistake, you start hearing a little bit, it becomes a problem on your own. So to me, it's just been very inconsistent from every single person, not just one person. And every game has been different, but it's just too much talent in that receiver room. Somebody has to, you know, like I said, take the onus or, or something like third down. Like it's been, it's been Will Pauling so far as you like third down. He's, he's missed a third down. He's the the guy who the quarterback is looking for on every single third down. Maybe here or there, somebody else makes a play. But other than that, he's the go-to guy right now. So Two James, th- though, like who, how do you, like combat those feelings of like and prevent it from rolling downhill. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. hard. I mean, it's just taking the practice preparation, doing the extra stuff. And we saw it during practice. They're, they're staying before practice, staying after practice. They're, mm-hmm. You see Scott catching the football yeah. the one time we were there. So it's yeah. not like they're, they're not working on it. It's just, you just got to trust it when you're in the game and it's, you can't think about it. It's, it's just natural when the ball's there, just go out there, pluck it, be confident and what you're doing, I think that's a, a big part of anything that you do on the football field. You just got to be confident. No matter what happened on the previous play, no matter what happened on the previous two weeks, you got to play confident. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah, and people sure. don't understand how important confidence is, right? Like, mm-hmm. I could just I could just even date back to, you know, when I was playing, you know, something that Coach Chris used to always say is, you know, if we throw it to you and you drop it, I'm going to throw it to you again. Like, I think that is something that has to be reiterated, too, because we are going to make mistakes, especially, you know, receivers, DBs. You know, you might get scored on. You might drop a pass. It's going to come back, man. If, if you're on the defensive if you're on the defensive side and you play DB and they score a touchdown on you, best believe they're going to throw the ball yeah, to you. Yeah, for back. sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, coming back. They're coming right back to you, and it's going to be the same thing, and they're going to see if you're, going, you're, trying to, if you're willing to fix it. And then also just on the receiver side, like I know Sky has had some has had some, you know, key and big drops in certain games, but my thing would just be to just, you know, he's getting open, right? Give him another chance. And that's what I was saying, which was something that was so, I, I want to say, like appalling to me in the beginning of the year is because, you know, we had we had some guys drop some passes, DK, Sky. And my thing is they're getting open. They're getting behind the defenses. So it's there, right? We just got to keep do, we just got to keep doing it until they catch it. Yeah, keep giving them a chance. James, I wanted to ask you something, though, right? So as far as, like, confidence and because it's so crazy, I don't think any of the receivers – that have like they didn't no no receiver came in in the summertime right so these guys have been working on chemistry and working on you know timing like what do you think the drop off is because that was something that was something to me that I was I, I was just trying to think like these guys have gone through a spring they've gone through a camp so they should be on the same page right and also where we're what eight nine games into the yeah. season. Like by now, it should be together. So, what do you think is the is the is the drop off? Well, for me, it's got to be in practice. It has to be some issue in there. I know something that Bill Belichick always preaches to us is practice execution equals game reality. So, mm. some must be yeah. some must be off when it comes to come to practicing and everything. Because I feel like if you're practicing, you know, well throughout the week every single year, and the chemistry's there. I feel like it 
it has to show up on game day. And typically, if it's not going well in practice or you kind of not hitting it in practice, they probably you show up on Saturday. It's probably going to be a little bit off. So I, I said I haven't seen the practices, you know, all year long and all that stuff. But I just think it has to start there and it has to translate. I mean, if you guys go out there and have a good week of practice, you know, you build doing extra reps during defensive periods, you know, whatever it may be, you get plenty of reps. You know, in college practice, probably more than you ever need. But I don't know. I don't know about now. They probably got it. They probably got it made now. But yeah, I just think. You just got to take that practice preparation, you know, very, very seriously, man. Because a lot, a lot of the times, what happens in practice, it ends up showing up, you yeah, know, probably more than <laughs> more than half the time, and it's a lot of times the same exact look too. So I said, just taking that serious and just trusting your preparation. I think that's the that's the thing when it comes to that. So how when you guys were in school, I guess, Warren, I want to start with you. How do you bounce back from a what, what is frankly a, an extraordinarily disheartening loss? Like what were either some methods that you like employed? Like think think back to the worst places you were at mentally. No, I oh, for I, sure. we, we don't need to go there. But we talk about we talk about zero periods. We talking about <laughs> we talk about after practice periods. Nah, um, in all seriousness, I think it's. I mean, as an individual, you got to it's next game. Yeah. You know, you got to move forward to the next game, and you got to treat that just as big as the one prior. Yeah, we just came off of a big stage playing against Ohio State. Like, you can't fall asleep on the next team after you come off of Ohio State thinking, oh, we just played well. Even though we lost, we played well. We're going to beat this next team. Like, it's the next game is just as big as the one prior. And then as we talked about, you know, right here, time and time again, it's practice. Like, what's your practice prep like? And I know thinking back when we play, uh, me, James, so Jordan, and even back to when Bernie played, I mean, it was no games after after you took a loss. There was no joking. There was no games. It was quiet. Like, people, it's accountability. And that's the biggest thing is accountability. Like, holding yourself accountable, but also holding the guys that are next to you accountable. So, like, how are you practicing? Like, is it y'all joking around? Like, And it's, it's not saying that you can't have fun at practice, but you did just come off of a loss. Now you just came off of another loss. Now what is it going to look like going into next week? Like, okay, like, real talk in the locker room. Hey, yo, we need to effing pick it up. You know, like this isn't who we are. This isn't our best ball, things like that. Like, guys, we need to step up. And first off, you got to look in the mirror, you know, and then you got to help pick up the guy next to you so they can move forward. But it definitely starts with practice prep. Like, you have to go into that week of practice, like, giving everything you got. Every period, don't take a play. No, you're not, not taking plays off, you know, like challenging that person in front of you because now, I mean, it's getting real. Like, you just – lost to yeah. a bad football team. Like, yeah. no offense to Indiana, but, like, <laughs> historically, Indiana's been a bad football team, and we have not been that. We've had success. So now you have to take this seriously and step it up in practice. Because, again, like James was saying, practice uh, – what would you say? Perfect practice, game no, reality? Practice execution equals game practice reality. Execution, practice execution, game reality. So you have to take it seriously. So you got to challenge each other. You got to challenge yourself. You got to have accountability. And you got to go into this next week and know and and knowing that anybody can get beat on any given Saturday. My dad used to say that all the time. Yeah. And you have to keep that mentality. You go, you go ahead, so if you want to challenge. Yeah, Matt, <laughs> you, you just saying go, think about just the bad places we've been after losses. Like – I could honestly remember just that flight from Arizona was so quiet, so quiet and long and bad. And then obviously we got a game that we don't really speak much about, <laughs> the Big Ten Championship. But um, 
you know, just thinking about those games and just how just trying to bounce back, like it's just that feeling that burns and that hurts, right? Like, you know, I don't know. I can't, I can't say, you know, everybody has the same passion, yeah. uh, you know, that I have towards the game. But like, for me, it was just always like, I can't just wait to get back out there and just fix, you know, fix the stuff and the mistakes. Like that was what was important to me. Um, and here it is. We got another team that, you know, is, is coming in this weekend, right? Like, traditionally, it's always been a tough matchup against, you know, Northwestern. They're always going to come in. They're always going to give us a, a run for our money. And they're fighting for bowl eligibility, right? Like, their season hasn't gone the way that they would want it with a lot of things, you know, circling around that, you know, that that college. But here they are with these last three games. And and literally, if they win the last, like, if they win, what, two out of the last three, they're bowl eligible. Like, that would yeah. be a plus for their season with everything mm-hmm. they've gone through. So if you don't want to get embarrassed again, which, like you said, Warren, you know, no disrespect to Indiana. This year, they haven't been a good football team, but – we lost to that team. If we don't want to mm-hmm. lose to another team that is in the same, the same and similar situation, we better come out, you know, with that same intent, you know, that same intensity we had against, you know, Ohio State, where, where we were just, you could tell, right, the 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 aura around the team was, you know, they wanted to play tough football and they wanted to play good football and they didn't want to go out there and get blown out. If we don't come out there with that intensity this Saturday, we can be looking at taking another hard L on, a, you know, not only for just our team, but these are tough L's for our program, for, so, for our yeah. program. So we got to come with it this Saturday, you know, I, I, whatever we got to do. Yeah, I think it's a big part of it, too, is just making the corrections. I mean, you lose two weeks in a row. What is it that we're doing wrong? What is it that we're doing right? Whatever we're doing wrong, we got to get it fixed. Turnovers hasn't been fixed you know, all year long. It's been a problem. So that we should be doing turnover drills. All throughout practice, that should be emphasized you know, every single week throughout the rest of the year. I think that's what it's all about. Take the coaching, you know, take it with a grain of salt, flush it, move forward. But don't don't forget about it. Like, remember all the things that you messed up on for these last few weeks and keep that in the forefront of your brain and just and use it to fuel you. Kind of like what Soldier's saying, man, you when you lose to a team like that or lose to Ohio State, you should be itching to get back on the football field. You know, you can't wait for Saturday to go out there and prove that we're a much better football team than what we went out there and showed on Saturday. So I think that's what it's all about. And I know, I know it's, it's a different day and age now. Like I said, you don't know the buy-in. You don't know how committed every person is on the football team. Some guys just happy to be on scholarships. Some guys, you know, just like, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready to get to the league. You know, some guy probably thinking about transferring. So there's a lot of different emotions going on in that locker room right about now. Obviously there's a lot of change already from the coaching staff and maybe some guys don't really know where they stand right now as far as, you know, this season, next season. So, yeah, I mean, fortunately for us, we were never – in this t- tough of a situation throughout our career at Wisconsin, so it's kind of hard to, you know, really describe what it feels like. We were just lucky and fortunate enough to not not be a part of it. But for me, just the the buy-in just has to still be there because, like I said, we talked about it on our pod. With all things being said, they still could be in the Big Ten Championship. Whatever yeah, this is crazy. The West, the West is a mess. So, so the so the buy-in should still be there because everything. I mean, not the college football playoff national championship. That's all gone. But yeah, like you can still be Big Ten champs if you know things have to go your way. Still, obviously, but you have to do your part first in order for that to happen. So, yeah, I think God just had to own up to the mistakes that we've made so far, correct them, and move forward. 
I had a who question, remembers, right? Who if remembers you, who the Big Ten West representative was last season? Purdue. Uh, Purdue. Purdue. Yeah, yeah, Purdue. Yeah, Purdue. So here's, Purdue. My, here's exactly. my question, right? If if you, with the, like, for instance, Purdue and, like, us, let's say if we make it to the Big Ten Championship and we win, right? Do you get a bid to like the Rose Bowl, or is it just your record isn't good enough, so you don't? I think like, you how to, does that work? Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's still the same, but you. Go yeah, I don't know if it's still the same. But it is. <laughs> uh, so it depends on if the if the Rose Bowl is not hosting a college football yeah. playoff oh, okay. game, yeah. they get the I think still like Big Ten and Pac twelve champion, unless they're already playing in the CFP, and then they get yeah. like the highest rank. But it like there's a yeah. lot of different like yeah, sliding doors and like bidding yeah. systems that Bernie and I talked about with uh, Gary Stokan on a on a on a recent episode of Believe in Badgers. You should check it out. He's the commissioner of the <laughs> commissioner of the Peach Bowl. Plug for us, um, right? <laughs> Right. Wait, wait, J- wait, James, you, you bring up, you reminded me of a pretty funny, just random things that used to happen, but dudes that would fumble and our defense at one point was great. And they, I don't know why they would do this, but every time you turn and jog back to the huddle with the football, some dude would come over and try to hit out of your hands. Yeah. And if they got it, you'd get MF'd by the coaches. And you're like, yeah. dude, this is not even a play. Like the whistle's already, bro. but it doesn't matter. Right. Like, Anything and everything is important. I'm t- um, Warren, I love what you said about accountability. Dude, it was ruthless. Mm-hmm. Ruthless. I, I would say after a game like Indiana, you would go to Wando's or the college club, forget about everything that happened. Hey, drown you, it out. You, you, you come back on Sunday feeling real bad about yourself physically, mentally, and then you just it, – it was then game week again, right? Like you have to have amnesia. You have to just push through. But – Dude, practice and everything was ruthless. Like even going to study table was like hard. Mm-hmm. They're not like yo, you're not you're not writing your you're not dotting your eyes hard yeah, enough. Like, everything was, <laughs> everybody's different. I don't want to see anybody at Wando's or, or <laughs> and, and and seriously, like you know, I just think about you know when we lost to Northwestern my my junior year we my lost senior year oh my boy. junior year so yeah your senior year yeah. Warren we lost a, I was out cra- I was out I didn't travel that week it was a cra- it was, was a, it was a crazy game and everything and it's like nobody should be trying to have fun or anything like we just lost a <laughs> no, it wasn't fun it wasn't no. fun at one of those it was like the team room. just sitting there <laughs> drink, your, drink your sorrows away at the crib man <laughs> but but see but also but also too like like we said it's it's way different times like you know back then you you probably couldn't check instagram and twitter and see everybody out partying like for me like there was there was some pivotable games that we lost and I check Instagram and it's like people are out and that's just something that just used to piss me off but like we said we can't you can't you know put how you would take how you would take yeah. things on everybody else but that was just something to me like bro I hated losing like I literally shed tears crying after we lost that that uh Big Ten championship game against Penn State because it's, it's like I know how much those summer workouts, those winter workouts, like you put so much time yeah. and effort and work and, you know, blood, sweat, tears. You, you, you arguing with teammates, you know, just it's so much stuff that go on. On field the, fights. On the field fights. <laughs> like it's so much stuff that goes behind the scenes that like fans and people don't see, it, which is why I take it so serious. So when we do lose, it's like 
I, I kind of want everybody to be in, you know, not not a bad mood, but I want guys to feel that hurt because you don't want to feel that. Like that's right. that's not fun losing to Indiana, which I can't tell you the last time. I don't. Did we lose to Indiana? Did we play last, Indiana last year? We oh, lost them last year. So we lost them last year. But like twenty twenty was the last time we played them. Twenty twenty. That's when they had Michael Penix yeah, as the quarterback, yeah, who is yeah. now oh, the Heisman yeah, Washington. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah. he's you mentioning <laughs> you mentioning that sojourn though. Makes you think about off bad off badger topic a little bit, but what has been a big topic in college football is Caleb Williams being really emotional on the sidelines. And, and, and I don't, I you know, a lot of people, you know, the, I I feel like there are people who are kind of stuck in a men either like real men don't cry or <laughs> he needs to suck it up for the team. And I'm curious as to what you guys think about about that. I think it was a little OD to just jump in the stands. Um, but, you know, I got no problem. I got no problem with, you know, guys, you know, shedding a tear. Because like I just said, the amount of work that you put in year round and just all the situations, like I, I, even myself, I, I shed it real tears after that Big Ten championship game. And, you know, I, you know I'm not ashamed of that. Like I know the work that we put in as that team. I know those goals that we set. And then for us that year, it was kind of like we were, I want to say we were ranked either like five or six. And if we win that game, I mean, obviously we don't know what happens between, I think it was Oregon and U.S. Was it, oh, it was either Oregon and U, it was Washington because Washington made the playoffs that year. So it was Washington and USC that played in the Pac-12 uh, Pac championship and Washington ended up winning. So they went to the playoffs, but it was just kind of one of those things like, if we win, we got a legit chance of, you know, making it to the playoffs. So we would have been the first Wisconsin team to make it to the playoffs. So it was just so much stuff that was on the line in that game that for us to lose the way we did, because, I mean, we were up like 28 points or something like that. But to lose that game and just know everything that was at stake, like, yeah, it hurt a lot. So, you know, him crying, I mean, I, I don't think I would have jumped into the crowd and, you know, especially with him like it's so much the cameras are all on him right Heisman winner he's gonna get you know all the all the tv time they're looking for any little thing to to break him down but you know I got no problem with you know with with him shedding tears man because it's a lot of work being put in the, in the back that that a lot of people don't see hey, go ahead Warren I was gonna say, I, you know, I I kind of feel different about it, like in a sense of like, I don't mind it. You know, he got up there, his mom's was up there, his pops was up there, his family. You know, him sharing that moment with his family, and you know, it, you could just see his passion for the game. Like he don't like losing, obviously, and nobody likes losing. So for the people to, to criticize a, a guy for being passionate about his team losing the game, obviously you're not performing up to what everybody was expecting you to do that year. You're putting in all this work, as so George just talked about. Like it's I don't have a problem with it. Like I can tell like after that big 10 championship game that we don't speak of, like I, I didn't, you know, I ain't go up and jump in the stands, but like after that final buzzer hit, like I was crying all the way to the locker room, like no lie. And that was hard for me, bro. I have never lost that bad. Never in my, in my lifetime of playing football, I've never lost like that. And that was hard for me. Um, so like I didn't, man. I didn't have a problem with it. Let the man, you know, he's yeah. emotional. He wants to go be, you know, with his family and, and 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 be next to his his people's like like let him do his thing and like leave him alone because anybody who has any competitive drive who has had that type of expectation you come off winning the Heisman 
you have all this weight on your shoulders. You know, you're not having the season that you were expected to have. You just lost a huge game. Like, if you're not upset about that, bro, something's wrong with you. And you're, you probably aren't as competitive as you think you are. So that's just me personally. You know, you know, I get it. You know, jumping in the stands, something we ain't really seen. And, like, I probably wouldn't have done it. But I'm cool with it yeah. is what I'm saying. But if he walked into the – sorry, James. No, no, you, you you if, he, <laughs> if he just walked in – to the locker room, stone cold face. People be hating on him for not caring. Yeah, so right. You can't really <laughs> yeah. win. I think actually, Sojourn, you, you you summed it up. Like they're looking to pick him apart in any which way. Sure. And you now are a brand in college. Yeah. You know, James, you are a brand in the NFL. But that's yeah, the old different, different stage. Yeah, yeah, you on different. But now you're the biggest brand. <laughs> yeah. He's the biggest branded human being in college football. So like you can't win, dude. No matter what he does, he's gonna. They're gonna fifty percent of people are gonna hate him. Fifty yeah. percent are gonna love him. And I mean, I, I, listen, I'm all for it. Do whatever you want. Like I, you're not hurting the game. Yeah. And dude, you're so you're so teed up as a football player. You don't know when an emotional like kind of outburst <laughs> type of thing happens. For sure. It could happen anywhere. Yeah. And let's just hope it's not violent because there have been a lot of those things. <laughs> yeah. Um. But man, good for him. You know, it looks like he cares. It looks like he's a leader. That that to me is 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 what it's all about. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, people were wondering if he cared that much, and I mean that that just really goes to show that he he truly does. I always say, kind of like Warren said, like I wouldn't necessarily do that, but we're all different human beings. We all have different emotions, different ways of showing it, and that was that was his. And I think it just really started to hit home. Because I think before that game, him and Lincoln Riley had like a talk or something. I saw it on social media. That they still potentially had an opportunity to make it to the college football playoff. And we talked about it on our pod. It's been a question that he's kind of hasn't performed as well against some of the top teams in the nation. And this was probably one of his probably final attempts to kind of go out there and win one of those big games. And once again, he lost. So I feel like that's where a lot of that emotion came from. Because, I mean, he's still going to be the number one pick in the draft, but he's He's going to get a lot of those questions going forward. Like, why hasn't your team won these type of, you know, games? Are you the leader and this and that? But, I mean, all that doesn't really matter. But I think that's where all the emotion kicks in. And he go, I think he goes to his family because, I mean, I think I saw a story about him and his dad, like, in high school. They, you know, like, made, like, a pact of, like, how they worked out and, like, did all that stuff to make him be the player that he is today. So, I think that's why he probably rushed to them. It's like, like, man, like we've been doing this for so long, like all this, just for these type moments right here. And I came up short, like again, like that type of thing. So I, I feel like that's where it all kind of stems from. I think it's crazy too, because I like, I, for some reason, I feel like even fans or some people don't think that like football players have yeah. the can't like <laughs> have emotion either. Right. Like we deal with the same situations and problems that a lot of people, you know, have just day to day in life. So you here it is. You got somebody with so much pressure on his shoulders. Like when I like, like James said, he's in a whole nother galaxy <laughs> when it comes to the stuff he got to deal with between winning the Heisman, right? Coming back for this season and trying to go back to back, trying to make the playoffs, like literally coming a game short or possession short last year, losing to Utah in the Pac-12 championship. So you come back with so much, you know, weight on your shoulders and to just come up sometimes so short, I mean, come up short and then people to just try to bash you and try to find ways to pick you apart is, is crazy to me. Like even the, the conversation we had about him coming up short in some of these big games, like if we all are 
calling a spade a spade and being real. We all know USC don't play a lick of defense. So <laughs> nah, some of these games, so some of these games aren't even on. Like you're going out there and you're scoring forty points, but the 40 defense gave but the defense gave up forty five. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying, forty two. Like and then everything is just the microscope is then turned to you. So I just want sometimes as overall as you know, just fans or people out there like. Just take it easy sometimes on these guys because it's a lot of weight on their shoulders too. Not only are they, they the the pressure to perform and you know play at at a big stage, you also dealing with just day to day stuff too, right? Family, class, all type of things, right? Just sometimes we just gotta relax. Hundred percent, man. Humans Yo. at the end of the day, yeah, for sure. And social media Yo. isn't no, you know what I'm saying? I mean, What's I'm just, worst, I'm just bro. It's, you know, and it's it, it's a it's a it's a gift and a curse, right? It's, it's good and it can be bad, right? But social media is like any little thing that you do. Now it's 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 as soon as the game's over or something's over. You know, if you go to Twitter, you're going to see it right away, right? Like, every little thing's under a microscope. So, it's tough nowadays, man. It's extremely tough. But, um, you know, we just, we just got to take it easy on some of these guys sometimes. Attention athletes. Do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete, from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, we support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anacete. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E and join the winning team. Now, there are some positives of social media. Oh, of course. One of those being oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. y'all can tell us what you want to hear about. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. <laughs> and so we, we put the bad signal out, and we got we got some great questions from the audience. We're going to talk about those in a minute. But first, um, we're going to have a quick game of who wore it better. Um, this is... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> so the number 45 at the University of Wisconsin. Ooh, that Ooh, right. Right. Hey. hey, I got to give Damn. it to myself, dog. I hey. don't know. The Bernie, hey, it looks good, good bro. Right. From one 45 to the other, man. Hey, you got it, big dog. Both y'all boys, look. I see you with the, the war paint on, Bernie. I see you with the war paint. 
Not it's that confidence, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that confidence. Hey, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. And what One thing the fans probably don't know is them gloves that Bernie got on, that's how you know you can catch because them things ain't had no stick tack on them either. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no stick tack leather. whatsoever. <laughs> Straight leather. I will oh, advocate for my guy here. Bernie's high school tape includes some uh, ridiculous catches. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Bernie was a stone cold killer. <laughs> However, he got the ball in his hands. But uh, yeah, probably would have ended up a tight end in Phil Longo's offense because he apparently hates fullbacks. So, I would have uh, never came to. They would have not recruited me at Wisconsin. Now yeah, I was six yeah, one. What do I? What am I going to do in offense? I'm going to run the water out to everybody. Let my dog get down here. The, the visor. Gonna sleeve the sleeve, <laughs> sleeve. <laughs> the sleeve. <laughs> the <camel> sleeve. <laughs> man. Oh, what man. was your favorite? Say? So th- this is not from any of our our listeners, but talking about the sleeves, what was your like favorite piece of gear that you wore on the field? For each of you, I'm curious. Like, what was like when you put that on? It's like you know, I feel like I've like. You know, that's the last piece of my armor that I need to like have on getting ready to go. I mean, or that face mask, dog. You hey, got it, uh, me, bro. I got the real one too. I got a red helmet too. Mm, that's man. tough, man. My freshman year, I wore I wore like armbands, like on my. But after that, I don't think I wore them. I ain't really, I ain't really swag out too much in college, for real. Quite honestly, <laughs> at running back, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard sometimes with the with the swag. You don't want to put on too much and all that. Fumble the rock. <laughs> You're gonna be taking everything off. <laughs> For me, I feel like I feel like my cleats, man. Like we had just switched from Adidas to Under Armour, and man, Coach Chris was my guy. He pretty much let me like he let me swag out and wear you pretty much honestly whatever. Like literally the, the last game of the season against Minnesota, I had on black tights. Like he didn't really care. Uh, but for me, I, for me, I was just either say either my cleats or my gloves. Like I never was really a superstitious type person, but like if I wore a certain pair of gloves and I caught a pick, it was like, nah, I got to wear those specific gloves. So I would put them away and not wear them in practice <laughs> or nothing like that until the following <laughs> Saturday. So it just depends. But it's either for me, cleats oh, or gloves. Yeah. yeah. All, all right. right. Yeah, I used to roll up like pre-wrap, put a, put a red pre-wrap, put it right under my knees. All that. That was like my... <laughs> That was like my swag in college. Nothing, nothing crazy at all. <laughs> you got to tell James Swag in the league, though, y'all boys. Hey, hey. Yeah, this question wasn't limited to college. <laughs> oh, man. He got oh. it for sure in the league, man. I was, I was still simple. I no, nah, you were simple, but I don't know if it's the color, like the Patriots <laughs> colors or whatever it was. The swag was top yeah, notch. The classic the helmet, too. The, the cleats, the cleats for sure. That's, that's probably what made sure my cleats was, you know, kind of the – the show of my of my attire on game day, hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, uh, let's then uh, we'll take a couple of these questions from uh, uh, from our fans, and I guess this is sort of like a big picture one about the program right now. Uh, from from Brendan, is Wisconsin in more of a rebuilding situation than Fickle slash the fans anticipated? Um, I I would question. say no. I mean. If we watched last year, they weren't 
you know, that great of a football team. So yeah. I know we had a bunch of transfers and all that, and but it's not just going to – those 17 or whatever guys, how many guys came in this year weren't going to just completely shift us into being, you know, number one team in the country, even For though sure. like, we got a good football coach and we had a, a good staff and all that. So I don't think it's in more of a rebuild than you know, what we expect. I think like – I said obviously recruiting classes are going to play a huge factor now. We don't know whether it's going to be more of the transfer portal or more freshmen, what's going to be their approach. But I think it's bringing in freshmen, bringing guys in you know, that you can mold for three, four years, really, you know, learning the culture, the Wisconsin culture. And because that's that's what we all did. You know, some of us some of us played early. Some of us, you know, I played my freshman year, sophomore year, didn't play as much. And then junior year, senior year, played a little bit more. So I feel like just those type of. You know, the way you go through the system in those four, three, four years that you're there, I think that builds your character. I think you learn everything, how to be a Badger and, you know, just compete, man. I think that's I think that's what you we want to see more from the team, just the that competitive edge, man. Like every single game should be close. I feel like I mean, I know you guys got beat pretty handily by by Ohio State the one time. But other than that, like we never we never got blown out or never got like beat probably about more than two scores or anything like that. So right. I think that's what – just bringing that edge back, man. I think that's what that's what Wisconsin football is all about. Yeah. You got it, man. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I, I agree with that. I th- you hit the spot on – you hit it right on the head. I, th- and I think it's a difference from, like, like we talk about colleges going through, like, rebuilding seasons and stuff like that. Like, I think it's a difference from, like, talking about rebuilding in college than it is in the professional world. Yeah. I mean, you got guys that are literally transacted every year. You know, you could possibly have a whole new team, you know, when you're on a professional level. But when you come to college, like we said, you got three, four, five years to to grow within a system and things like that. Like, and that's everybody, you know, that's not – um it's not just, you know, your draft picks and things like that. And then you ship out your veterans or anything like that. And like, no, like you got three, four, five years to to transition through a program, to grow, to learn the system and things like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't think of it like as rebuilding or anything like that. Now, I would say like rebuilding in college is if you're like you go from winning all these national championships that you go on like a 10 year <laughs> skid. Right. And now you're trying to figure it out. But no, I mean, we've. You know, we've 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 had our success and we're going to continue to have success. Like I know that, you know, this is again, like as we said, like last week, like this is the worst we're going to be like we're going to get better. And I do believe that Coach Fickle and the coaches that we have are going to get the guys going. Guys are going to buy into the program. They're going to bring in guys that fit the scheme, so on and so forth. And and, and we're going to start seeing a lot more progress as we move throughout, hopefully move throughout the season. But then also, you know, every year coaches are here. So, I mean, this I don't I wouldn't call it rebuilding. More of yeah. a retooling, yeah, retooling, yeah, I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I go with that. <laughs> but it's so I mean, cra- we got to get guys to fit the scheme, the yeah. scheme, yeah, and that's that, what we, and that's why, like, you guys, I don't know if I don't, I, for me, it's, it kind of is like it kind of is like we're rebuilding. I mean, just because we're going from we're going from one scheme to another, right? Like, honestly, being a traditional, you know, quarterback under center to now this air raid offense, like you got to get guys that fit that type of scheme and I think like on like in the grand picture of it like Braylon for a little bit in my opinion and and James can kind of tell us just from the running back standpoint like I didn't think he fit the scheme from you know to start but Braylon is one of those type of players where you have to figure out whatever you got to do to to make him comfortable and get him in the situations that he can be successful in, you have to do that. But like Chez to me is 
you know, get to the sideline, get to the edges and, and, and be able to get him mm-hmm. in space. And I think he fits that scheme. So it's going to be real interesting to see, right, the guys that they do bring in. And then once Coach Fickle gets his guys in, now we can truly, you know, really assess and say like, OK, you, you know, you're starting to get the players in that, that that fits your scheme and that you feel can be successful. Now we got to get back to Wisconsin football, which is just winning, honestly, yeah. just winning and being yeah, in those big games. Sure. And I, I just think it's a retooling because look, we've always had really good defense. The defense isn't isn't terrible, like a top twenty five, top thirty defense. As far as bringing the right guys, and I think they have the right guys in there for the system to work. I mean, obviously, Chez goes down. You know, Braylon, your guy goes down. I just think like the receivers are to me they they fit perfectly with fit what they're trying what they're what they're trying to do. It's just they're not executing for whatever reason. I think only they're the people there watching the film and practice every day really know. Know exactly why it's not working. So, uh, to me, the pieces are there. I think maybe for like the linemen, it's like a completely different, you know, ball mm-hmm. game because you know those guys are used to probably you know run the football 40, 50 times a game, that type of thing, not dropping back and you know having these wide splits every play. So that's an that's definitely an adjustment period. If guys have been there yeah. for you know three years in a completely different offensive system, not used to dropping back. And shotgun all even the snap. We talk about the snap. I don't know why it's so slow every single week. I don't the snap takes like five seconds to like get back to the quarterback. I feel like that throws off a lot of the time in the passing game. Like I I would love to like sit there and watch that on like the like the iPads and all that to see what see if that really truly makes a difference. But it's it, yeah. I think, <laughs> oh, swap centers too, haven't they? They've swapped centers a couple of no, times too. No, between. it's been Bordellini, Bordellini. The whole time? The whole what, time. What, what happens to the Huber kid or well, whoever? Huber's been a guard. Huber's always oh, been, been a guard. guard. That's right. Um, That's right. Guard. But a, a couple things on that because I, I do like to geek out on offensive line play a little bit. <laughs> um, I also like on Saturday after watching the Indiana game and like I've been talking about these lollipop snaps for a long time. And after watching the Indiana game, I went to uh, I live in Nashville. I went to Auburn versus Vanderbilt. Watched that game. Um, then, you know, you're watching LSU Alabama, you're watching Washington USC, and they're all also running out of the shotgun. But they're, the snaps are getting to the quarterback, no joke, half a second faster. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, literally, it's literally a lollipop. Like, it's, <laughs> i never seen and, anything like it. And it, <laughs> so. it throws your timing off so much also, I would imagine, because even in practice when you're getting the fake snap from the coach who's tossing the ball that's coming at you faster so you have more time to process with the ball in your hands instead of waiting here okay it's going to come down it's going to come down like the you know the receivers are already breaking off their routes by the time the ball is in their hands it, you yeah know, it's yeah, i would okay. imagine that would be a big issue <laughs> yeah I, I, go ahead. <laughs> I, I would i would say something i think that we've all talked about I, to me it's not rebuilding because we do have the dudes. We get, went to the transfer portal. We got guys. So we didn't need to start from the ground or the foundation. But I do think it's retooling. And I do think I do think we're going to have – and I think every team has this issue, right, is how do you get guys to stay three years, four years, five yeah. years? You know, James, how do you get mm-hmm. dudes to stay who are going to be like, I'm not going to be the starter? Yeah. Or there's six guys in front of me who are amazing, but my time will come. Do these things happen anymore? The college football landscape is very different. So I've heard Fickle say talk about how he wants that to happen. Like that's his goal. He doesn't want to do transfer portal. It becomes the NFL kind of, right? Like you got dudes coming in and out. 
which is fine for the NFL, but it's not the culture kind of we grew up in and played <laughs> right. with. So the so my question is just to the college football in general is can that be a realistic goal to keep someone three plus years? I mean, I think it can. I think it just all the coaches approach and if they can get those guys to buy in. And it's hard. I got to talk to them a little bit like in the summertime or whatnot before training camp and all that. He said he, he wants guys to be there, you know, for three, four years to really learn the system, you know, come up in the program. So when like your time is ready, when you're ready to play, you're ready to play. You know what it's all about. You know the expectation. I think it can be done. It just has to be the right program. I think guys like programs like Alabama, LSU, like USC, it's probably a little bit harder there because all those guys are, you know, four, most of those guys are four or five stars expecting to play right away. So if they're not playing a freshman year, they probably, okay, I'll go, you know, whatever. I'll go somewhere else and see if I can get a shot that way. But for us, I feel like the recruiting process is going to be a little bit more of the same. We're going to, you know, get a four star here and there or we're going to get probably trying to get four stars, maybe hit on a five star every now and then. But it's still going to be mostly like, you know, three star kids, Wisconsin kids, you know, all things like that. So if we can keep that same mindset when it comes to the recruiting, I feel like, yes, I feel like it can be, we can still handle it the same way. I feel like it's, I feel like it's tough, man. Just it's tough, for you. <laughs> it's, it's tough, especially like where if you have a kid come in and say he doesn't pan out or that first year doesn't go, you know, how he wants it. And two, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say this in the, crazy way but the kids are different now man they're like, different, bro. They're different. different. Yeah. But again with social media just all all the stuff that can that can you know deter somebody's decision or their decision making or you know throw them off like any little thing i just feel like a lot of you know kids will, will bail in certain situations especially now with the rules like you can literally be in wisconsin this year and then you know what if it don't work out hit the transport portal and i can be in Nebraska or Alabama the following year. Right? So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, but the crazy it's thing crazy. is, like, now that the transfer portal is even more open, now you you might step into a situation where you're going to have to wait even longer because you might have another kid that come from another school across the way that's just as good. Step in. Now he might step in front of you. You might have to wait another year. Now what you're going to do, leave? So nah. it's like... It's risk. It's, it's risk for sure. Risky. So, it's like, risky why wouldn't sure. you stay in a place where you know, like, okay, I'm gonna have my time eventually. If it's not my freshman year, possibly next year. You know, that's where, like, like when we were all getting recruited, Bernie. I know you could speak to it too. Like, we thought about, okay, you know, this is where I'm gonna probably have the opportunity to play sooner. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what the depth chart is looking like. I don't know if kids look at that as it's much. Different these times days. now. You know bro. What I'm it's a different time. Like, we sat there knowing, like. Okay, if I go in, I might have to sit a year, maybe two years, but I might be able to play my second year, things like that, and then it'll be my show moving forward. Like I don't know what I don't know what kids are looking at these days because like that stuff, like you're in a situation where again you sit there one year, two years, you can't you can't leave until after three years anyway. Yeah. So you might as well wait your time, you know, get yourself some time to develop, and then go ball out, have a great year, then do what you need to do after that instead of, oh, it didn't work this year, now I'm just going to go somewhere else. Possibly have to sit a year depending on where I go or sit behind two guys that are just as good as me because I think I'm hot. You know what I'm saying? Things like that. It's just – it's a different time. Warren, I agree with you. My only thing is this we've set – not we, but we, the collective, have set this up for kids to just – do whatever they oh, want. 100%. Like, it, it's not, like, yeah, 100%. I'm not getting paid? Like, if USC is offering me money, maybe I'm gone. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. know. But we created this monster. 
And we have yeah. to let the, these kids are not the same because they have all these different outlets, things to think about. Mm-hmm. Dude, do you think I wanted anything at Wando's to come out on social media? It would have been the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> and it wasn't there. So it was yeah. sadly like great that we didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I do think we've created a monster in, in that. You know, like, dude, I came in, I was told I was going to redshirt before I even got to campus. Yeah. So my expectation wasn't to play. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, that's, my <laughs> expectation wasn't to step on the field. My expectation was to be a like, I was going to be a, a, a dummy for a whole year, right? But I, I had a lot of fun in that year off and on the field. You get to know your dudes. Yeah. People respect you for working hard, not because you're doing stuff on the field, because you're doing stuff off the field, right? You become a good teammate with me not even producing a, a single yard. Yeah. I had friends who were seniors, juniors, sophomores, because they just liked me and they saw me work, bust my butt in practice and, and on the and in the weight room. I don't know if that if that culture exists anymore. I, I just not don't think all. we've built this. We we We've created this to, for that culture to not exist. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's kids coming into college with 400,000 like like it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The, the yeah. numbers are yeah. insane and then when you go to certain schools like I I know some some guys down here at Miami and all that. Like the numbers that you hear is like, bro, there's not NFL players making that much money now. Like it's <laughs> it's a totally yeah. different time, man. I, I I think as far as the college football world and culture, I, I think it's changed forever. Like I don't know how I don't know how I can go from where it was to where it is now, and then anything go back, go, yeah, go any back to anything remotely close to what it was before. Yeah, I just think it just it relies on the program. I think they just have to have a proof or an example, like each year, like set in place. There's gonna have to be a guy that, you know, didn't play this year that stays there for, you know, a year or two, then plays and go out there and have success. So you can really when the recruits come, like, look, like you come here, you may not play right away. This kid right here, he he didn't play his his first two years, or he didn't play his like whatever. Take care of him financially, even when he's not playing. You know, whatever it is, to make sure those guys, you know, stick around. You know, they feel like you're gonna truly develop them, and you're not gonna go out and you can't like go out there and try and bring, I mean, other guys in to replace them every single year as well. I think that's a, <laughs> that's a, that's a big thing too. Like in the transfer portal, not like as far as recruiting freshmen, but you go out there. You know, the guy doesn't play his freshman year. Like, oh, okay, I'm going to go get this guy from Alabama to take your spot. I think that's when (laughs) it kind of gets a little iffy because if you start bringing in a bunch of transfer portal guys, you know, every single year to kind of replace those younger guys, and then, yeah, there's no chance you go ever, you know, have guys that are going to want to stay there for, you know, three, four years and wait their turn. But the the ball game is – it's, it's different now, man. It's, but, but we, that's but what you I, know what, though? The thing is that we have that, though. Yeah. Like, we have that, and we got to utilize that to our advantage. Like, you have guys, like, if you think about it, TJ. TJ yeah. came in yeah. and sat. TJ played with. I'm saying, it, has to be, it has to be with this new staff, though. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. I, I get that. I get yeah. that, but, <laughs> but, like, but, but that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 100%. We have it, but here's my thing, though, right, James? You got a son, right? So here it is. He's getting recruited by Texas. He's getting recruited by USC. Good player. He's he's gonna play. He's gonna get on the field, right? Texas wants him to sit for a year. X, Y, and Z. USC. Hey, they're offering him this, and he can come in and play right now. What you what, you know? what I'm saying, like, what advice do you give? You know, what I'm saying, what advice do I give my son? Where it's like, 
ultimately this this call a spade a spade. Ultimately, the goal is you want your kid playing on Sundays. Yeah. So USC is given the same opportunity that Texas is given, but he's getting on the field right now. Like, how do you you know? But obviously, it's, it's money involved in it, so it makes things a little bit more difficult. But how do you navigate through that with with the today's college football climate? Like. Because it's all about the money, honestly. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's truly all about the money and the NIL stuff. Yeah, it's it's hard for for me in that situation. I I tell myself, look, hey, if you if you ball, that money gonna come. So if, I mean, unless you unless you unless you unless, unless you getting they offer you a, you know a couple hundred thousand dollars, you know. That, I mean, yeah, that's that's a different ball game. But if it's, if they, they offer you you know ten ten racks, whatever, twenty racks. I'm like, well, I mean, look, if you go out there and perform. You're gonna get more than that. Like people gonna take care of you in you know, whatever with all this NIL and all that stuff. So that's gonna be my advice to a lot of these kids. It don't matter what and a lot of these deals that they say they're getting, some of these kids are not really getting that not really <laughs> getting, yeah. getting that money. Especially if you go out there and you ain't playing, you're not <laughs> you're not getting that two hundred thousand that they promise you. So at the end of the day, if you go out there and ball, you go out there and practice hard and you're you're a good dude. The money's gonna come. That's that's the way I I would kind of advise a lot of these kids. It's not just about the promise that they're gonna give you to sign that letter of intent. At the end of the day, if you don't go out there and perform, there's a good chance that money gonna get a little bit revoked <laughs> when you get okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, I will. I want to get a couple more of these in real quickly before we uh b- before we take off uh from Aaron uh friend of our show uh he wants to know favorite moment as a badger so uh i'll kick it over to warren for for this man favorite moment as a badger i mean i probably have to say man that's tough oh man (laughs) every yeah i mean it's tough but i would say winning a ball game man i mean for me lucky you <laughs> I mean, there's so many moments. There's so many moments. There's so many moments that you can point out, like winning the Big Ten championship, like my senior year, uh, or not winning the Big Ten championship. Anyway. Winning yeah. the Big Ten West, my senior year. Like, you know, beating Minnesota every year. Mapping Minnesota every year. I can say that, but no, I would definitely say uh, winning a bowl game. Like, at five years, only won one, and it just so happened to be on my way out the door on my last in my last year, and uh, like that year was 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 awesome. It was incredible, you know. The guys we had on the team, you know, Melvin breaking records and things like that. Being able to witness that, uh, we just we had a really good team, and guys like really played together. Like the camaraderie was at an all time high, and it was it was it was just just fun to see that year play out and see all of our work pay off at the end of the season. Good, so my favorite Badger moment was that speech Warren gave before. <laughs> <laughs> we, took, we, hey. ended up, we ended up ultimately getting blowed out uh, two, three hours after that. That was just funny. But, but. Uh, uh, my favorite moment, I would probably say, just my senior year, I beat in Minnesota and you know holding that axe for the you know for the final time. Just knowing how big that rivalry is, and then being. You know, in that senior class where you get to, you know, chop down the goalposts. And obviously it came with so much, right? That year was Coach Chris's second year. Um, and we just – that season was just so legendary, right? Just being able to beat LSU in Lambeau. Like so many big moments, uh, you know, in my time there came from that season. Um, seeing TJ grow into the monster that he was, like that was really his 
coming out part. Like it was just so many moving pieces uh, to that year. Dare end up busting on the scene and becoming a, a, a good running back. Um, but yeah, that that just that that last game and that senior night was just it was like getting to the finish line and just saying like, man, all this, you know, all these times. And then for myself, right, like playing so many games, which was crazy. Like I didn't even really think of it at that point, you know, of you know just starting and playing in so many games and just you know finally getting to that finish line and seeing my mom and my father and my family out there you know it is it, it was a surreal feeling so i think that was just overall my favorite moment as a badger see i ain't, I ain't, ha- I ain't have no happy endings in my career lost, <laughs> lost, lost on senior night lost the bowl game <laughs> lost every bowl game so my my favorite uh my favorite badger memory of my freshman year we beat ohio state number one in the country obviously the, the stage was set the game was fun off the rip gil reed Taking it to the house and just a electric atmosphere, just as a freshman, like that. That's what you dream about to play in moments like that. But obviously, we had a lot of a lot of great talent on our team. Ohio State coming in our house, the expectation probably for us to get get blown out. You know, just being on the same field with you know JJ Watt, Terrell Pryor, Cam Hayward, and I'm like this this young buck freshman out on the field and playing too, and then playing some some big snaps to that, and just being ready for the moment. I think that was probably my my favorite atmosphere, dog. And then like they, they had like the white out and everything. Everybody holding up the the white, you know, sheets of paper. It, it was just so funny because how that started was on on Facebook. I don't even know some some kids started that like we're gonna do a white out of the game. We're gonna hold up a white piece of paper like every time James White like like does something on the field. I was like, that ain't that ain't gonna actually like work out or nothing. You know, get to the game, virtual like, wow, study. Like, everybody going like, oh, I got a ball out now. Like you know, what I mean? <laughs> like that type of thing. But it was. It was just an electric atmosphere, storming the field and all that. It was just, it was just wild. Still couldn't get into the KK or anything after that, but it was all right. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't think I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I don't think I swung a towel hard to put a game on the bench like, ever in my life. I was swinging the heck out that towel. Well, two things, James. Who was your court? Who was the, was Russ the court? Russ wasn't Scott, the quarterback. Scott, Scotty T, Scotty T, Scotty T was a, a beast yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then also, bro, you guys won Big Ten championships. Like yeah. that's that's great. Y'all talk about bogus. I would I would give one of my bowl game wins to to, to win a Big Ten championship, man. To get there twice and to yeah. lose both of them, one in a blowout that we don't talk about, and then the other one was. Other one was a heartbreak, but like that's what the seed, like so much of that, you know, that's the start of everything, right? Like that's the start of the yeah. goals that you come in with a year is winning your side and then winning the conference. And for you guys to win that, that that to me is that's a that's that's huge. That you know, I know you guys talk about not having bowl game, you know, wins, but I, I would I would trade a bowl game win for for a Big Ten championship win for sure. You went over over three in Rose Bowl. Over three. I bet the trip was amazing yeah. though. Yeah, dude, half of it. That that probably was the problem. We was having too much fun during the week, especially myself. Freshman year got freshman year got benched. Second second year lost to Oregon. Didn't been really played in third year. Yeah, didn't really do that. That like, I ain't. I performed like crap. Like like all my bowl games aside from my senior year, I felt like I had to go out there and do something. Like, like me and Mel, I think both had like a hundred yards, but we still lost. But it was, yeah, South my, Carolina. Yeah, my my bowl performances were awful. Well, except for your Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I had to make up for it. You definitely did that. 
They had to make up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say everything was, you know, every moment as a Badger is the best moment. I mean, it really is. Even the ups and downs. Look at us. I didn't play with any one of you. And, like, I feel like we're all brothers because we yeah, did the sure. thing together. For sure. Um, maybe not together at the same time. But I'd say the most wacky thing, and this is no social media. I woke up one day. My dad called. Like, you know, like, my cell phones weren't. They, yeah. they existed and they weren't that big of a deal. Going into my senior year, he called and he's like, hey, Matt, did you hear the news? I'm like, no, it's like Sunday, Monday. I don't know. What's going on? And he's like, dude, you're going to be a captain. I'm like, of what? He's like, man, the Wisconsin football team. I'm like, really? He's like, what do you mean, really? Nobody called me. So I was like, this is great news. Love that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So like that, you know, these all these like random weird moments stick out. But you know, like I went to the Alamo. You know, like that's that was awesome. Yeah, man. We won that game in overtime. Like, there's just all these like. Even like watching people fight on the on the dub back in the old locker room, like yeah, it's like stupid, but it's like it was a great moment because after yeah. you like go hug it out and you just have a good time. Yeah, man. So I mean, there's nothing really bad about being a badger. That's what I love about our culture is people love it. So yeah, I want people to stay for five years because eventually you're just gonna become the man after a couple of years. Yeah, man. I think that's we try to we got to talk to the recruits like when they came in, whatever for the Ohio State game. We try to tell them it's like it's nothing like it. Like whether you play with somebody or you didn't, whether you just meet them for the first time, like at a tailgate, it's like your family already. Like we're mm-hmm. we're in like the little family area tailgate before the game. Like some of the current players' family, they like giving us some of the Chick Fil A that they have, making mm-hmm. making drink for us, all that types of stuff. And like you see, like we saw like Don Davy. And um, at the hotel, he's paying for drinks for us. Like, like we, we we probably met him like when we were there playing. But just the just the embrace and just like the like the family bond that you create there is just. It's shout out to like, Don, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Yeah. Shout, bro. He, he's a legend. Shout we don't talk about a legend. Don, Don Davies a legend, bro. bro. Don Davies a legend. I think I think Don tackled me um, at, when we went into Heritage Hall, yeah, and he popped like my neck out because this dude <laughs> strong man. was wearing a yeah, bro. When he be hugging he's people, bro. Like, dude, dude, stop, man. Like, he, he's a dude. He's a beast. He's a beast. And he definitely hurt my neck for sure. Like it still hurts today. Um, and that was last week. But dude, it, but but even Don Davy, right? Like I didn't play with that guy. He was 10, 15 years before me. Yeah. Right. And like you just are brothers because of the brotherhood, and you know what you did to be at the university mm-hmm. and to play. Listen, the NFL stuff is amazing, and I think it's great. But still, we all did this thing, and no matter what. You can't take that away from you. Even if you've yeah. never played, yeah. it's still so cool that you did it for four or five years yeah. or whatever, you know, your time period. And that to me is 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 special. And I don't know. I just it just makes me so happy to see kids and like us be able to do these things only because we played a sport and we were lucky enough to do it at different levels. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that, Bernie. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. A quick one for James. What's your favorite piece of fan art you've received? Favorite piece of fan art? That's that's tough. I mean, you, with social media, you get to see a bunch of stuff. I don't always receive it, but I, I can't <laughs> <laughs> see it. But it's it's hard to say. A lot of like kids drawing stuff. Like I 
Like, I'm not an artist. I've never been able to draw. So just to be able to see, like, kids, like, draw me, like, in a football uniform, like, if I tried to draw it at their age, it wouldn't look anything remotely like a football helmet or like a football player. So I think that's always cool, man. Just the the impact that we have on on kids and, like, people across the world, just in, for them to, like, be drawing you or just trying to reach out to you, I think that's just really dope. It's hard to pick one thing because, like, so much, especially with social media, so much comes across – Man, it's hard to just pick one individual item, but uh, I said it's always dope to get some fan love for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> um, okay, and then finally, I'll get you guys out of here on this. Um, someone asked if Bernie was the best fullback in Wisconsin history. I, now, I I'm not gonna put one of my good friends from high school to ask that question. <laughs> I'm not gonna put you guys on the spot to make you answer that, so I'm gonna take Bernie out of the equation because I know Bernie will. You know, we'll become beat red if I ask him enough. But who then <laughs> with opinions. the fullback now with the <laughs> fullback now officially dead at the University of Wisconsin, uh with in the air raid, who is the greatest fullback that has ever played for Wisconsin? Uh, Alec Engle. <laughs> Eng- Eng- oh, Eng- bro, Eng- in there. Brady, well, I love Brady. I like Brady. Brady was why it's tough, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. I didn't play with I didn't play with Brady, but Brady was there with he was there with us our my your, so your senior year, my freshman year. So I don't I, I know he was good, but I was able to catch Derek and, and Alec. They both were solid guys. Um Alec though, Alec Alec was able to touch that end zone a lot. Like I, I can't I, I want to say that he played running back. He played he running back. That's why. Yeah, he took the So it kind of for him, it was like running back slash fullback. Um, but Alec Alec got in that end zone a lot. So you know, I, I was sure I, I would go. Alec. I remember that game that we talking about when we beat Ohio State in the camp, bro. Brady had an amazing block, took Buddy to the bleachers, put that boy into the Kool-Aid and everything, bro. <laughs> hey, I ain't never, bro. Brady was a hard worker, yeah, dog. Yes. Like, I mean, just from like, you know, maybe, you know, and Brady was talented, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's athletic. He's he pretty athletic. For he was <laughs> athletic, and that boy worked hard, bro. I cannot tell you. Bro, we had one practice. We had one practice where – Coach Bostad was so upset at the O-line, bro. We probably did inside drill maybe like six periods in a row, bro. He was like, run it again. Run it again. <laughs> and, my fr- and my freshman year, I was playing weak side end, so I had to spill Brady. I had to like try to spill him. So basically, for y'all that don't know, we shuffle down the line. Is you wrong on him. So you take that It's far shoulder. And, bro, I had to do that like – 20 plays in a row. And when I tell you, like, Brady did not let up one play, like, that's just what I'm talking about. Like, Brady never let up one play. Not saying Alec did or anything like that, but just from experience, like, Brady, hands down, probably one of the hardest working players I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go Brady. He blocked for me the most, so he opened up up a lot of holes for me. So I'm going to go with Brady. And this is the funny part about Brady. I know Bernie – as a fullback, you got to be somewhat, you know, you got to be somewhat crazy, like a little bit loose. But loose. The, the crazy part about Brady, he he's not like he's a, he's like a he's, not he's, not, he's a nice dude. That's like that's like the craziest the craziest part. Of it. You would kind, never yeah. you would never expect him to be a fullback and to be out there smacking defensive linemen, linebackers. That was like the most impressive part about it. He's a very nice dude. Be on game day or practice field, flip that switch and he. He's going all out for you, man. See, I, 
Got to go, my guy, Brady. <laughs> Mess around here. He'll, he'll smack you and pick you up and give you some yeah, life yeah, advice. Yeah. Talk about your faith, all of that stuff. Bro, that's, what, that's what I can say about Brady, right? Like coming in as a freshman, him working on the staff, you know, all everybody in the building pretty much mean the freshman, right? Like I could Jamil was mean as hell. Like <laughs> Shout out Rob, Jamil. Big hey, that's my, that's semi our fault because we were mean to Jamil when he got Big Rob used to terrify me. I literally used to see Big Rob I'm like, man, I'm just going out the way. But Brady just showed me love. Like he just would always, you know, reiterate, like, man, just you know, you just gotta go through. Do it like do your time, do your time. So you know how y'all talk about him as a person and how nice he was. Like I could definitely attest to that. He was, he was definitely uh you know nice and, and good to me as far as just trying to get me up to speed and everything as a as a little old freshman. So shout out to Brady. Yeah, shout out my dog. I'm still gonna go Cecil Martin. Yeah, Cecil Martin, he big joke. Or Cecil, yeah. <laughs> he a big dude. That's, that's a big like dude. He's a big dude. That's a big dude. He was. He was. He was like. To me, he's like the Brady Ewing, just a hard worker, crushed people, and was athletic. Mm-hmm. He was like too early for his time. Yeah, yeah. But he was that's a pro, he, that's a big he's dude. A monster. He's a big dude. You see, him, like, like, I see him now. I'm scared of him. And he like six four. Yeah, six, we, we saw we saw him at, at right outside Wando's on Friday. Yeah, like six two. Oh, he was a dude with the with the dreads. Yeah, yeah, he got dreads. Yeah, oh, he came to... out of he came out of Wando's. Like we, we met so many people yeah, outside yeah, of Wando's, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a whole, there's a whole bunch of alums out there. I'm trying, I'm yeah, trying to think if you can remember. Oh, man. If him and Don Davey tackled you right now, I'd be oh, like yeah, a be crushed smoke. I'd be crushed. He was like, he was the biggest one. Uh, I, I think I, I think I think I remember because he spoke. He I think did he talk to you for like yeah for yeah, the yeah. Okay. He asked me for like for my number and like all that stuff. Is he from Florida? Uh no that wasn't that wasn't the dude that lived in Florida I, I forgot okay. his name but yeah I, for, I forget where Cecil's from I think he's from Chicago Chicago he might be from Chicago yeah yeah I think I, so I forget yeah. something about that Illinois talent man we nice <laughs> y'all got love something man yeah all right hey, we we we, we like right, that man. there's we a like lot that. of Illinois talent coming in this 2024 class you hear me we like that there's a lot of Illinois talent probably a lot of Illinois talent that's gonna see the field early. <laughs> As yeah, well, that's where you go get the best football. Ah <laughs> uh, man, well, we ain't gonna get in that argument. We gonna start that. We can all agree it's in New York. Um, in <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Westchester County. Yeah, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, I think that's the perfect that's place true. for us to uh, wrap it up here on crossover part this was outstanding uh gentlemen uh please make sure that you are tuning in to everything camp randall platoon over uh on youtube where can people find you james find us on youtube uh, beyond the big 10 camp randall platoon podcast find us on apple Podcasts as well but yes yeah, our first year been doing this chopping it up talking badger football but it's been, it's been fun man like i said just takes you back to the times being in the locker room you know I said we didn't get to play with you, Bernie, but like I said it's fun. Like I said, you would think yeah. we all were in the same locker room at the same time, and like we said, we we care so much about this program. We may be a little harsh on it time from time, but like I said we just wanted to see the guys be great, and like I said take the program to the next step, a place there where we didn't, you know, actually get to take where we wanted to get there. We were close, you know, a few times, but we never actually got to do it. So that's this is all love coming from us. All love. <laughs> 
On Wisconsin, baby. <laughs> On Wisconsin. On yeah. Wisconsin. Yeah, that's, that is where we'll wrap it up here on Believe in Badgers. Camp Randall Platoon. Thanks for tuning in. On Wisconsin. On Wisconsin. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.